as I make big steps in my life, I know who to look to, so I'm not just stuck in my head thinking about, oh, what should I do? I can pray about it, think about it with Jesus. Jesus set out a path for you to follow, and it's just a lot more clear cut. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Alex Schultz. Alex was always a little hesitant to follow God, but once he looked at faith logically, the puzzle pieces of his journey started to fit together. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and with me today is Alex Schultz. Alex, thank you for taking some time to join the podcast. Thanks for having me. Are you familiar with the podcast? I mean, you're you're sort of close to my age and demographic, so I'm sure podcasting is a little bit more familiar than possibly, let's say, your parents or grandparents or anything yeah, like that. My, my dad listens to like all kinds of... Uh, economy podcast and yeah. all that and I'm more in like comedy section. There we go. Okay. I can relate to you with that. Which of course the Behind My Journey podcast, you, there's a little bit of comedy, yeah. sure, but we are focused in on the on the yeah. journey that you're taking and things like that, but feel free to crack a joke at, whenever you want to. Just it's pretty relaxed here at the Behind My Journey podcast. So but again, thank you for taking the time uh, to do this. It's not going to take too long, and we appreciate that you know you offered up to to share your journey because it hopefully will impact people that are listening to the podcast. So um, we talked a little bit before the interview started. You're a sophomore at Murray State. Yeah. You work at Independence Bank, and you're originally from Murray, Kentucky. Yeah. And then you started attending the journey around three years ago. Yeah. And you helped volunteer with the children's ministry at the mm-hmm. journey. So we'll we'll kind of get into the 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 entire journey of your life, but. How did you get started going to the Journey Church? Um, my girlfriend invited me to Journey. I hadn't really been involved in a church for very long. I had just been like kind of sporadically going to different churches and just seeing how it goes. Mm-hmm. And none really stuck out to me. So I just continued just like going random times. I didn't stick to it very long. And then she invited me to Journey, encouraged me, told me that I can just stay under the radar for a little bit, <laughs> which I, I liked. I didn't want to just hop into it and then get called out yeah uh, so I just kind of like slid under watched some like the services really enjoyed it and then immediately just started jumping into getting volunteering and everything yeah. what were some of the things that stood out about the journey because you said maybe you'd, you've been to a couple different churches and it all kind of seemed flat but whenever you came to the journey something clicked is that right yeah uh, so I mean you start off with music and anytime I invite somebody there they're very the music sticks out to them because mm-hmm. it's way more lively than what you would see at a traditional like church where it's hymns and you're mm-hmm. singing with the crew whereas it's a little bit less you don't have to sing you don't you're not like outcast if you don't sing right you're not an outcast if you sing with them and, and then they're putting on a rock concert yeah it's yeah so. you, it'll wake you up in the yeah, morning when good. i was going early i was <laughs> i was getting a wake-up call that's good that's good so the music helped and then anything else that yeah during the service it just seemed a lot more like I was having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and less like I don't know it didn't really feel as much like they're preaching to me it was more like they're having a conversation to me and they're relating to me in ways that weren't all having to do with faith they give he would give options for me if I wasn't following Jesus or if I was so he connected to me when I wasn't really sure quite what I believed he would give me other things that I could look at yeah and presenting the message like that Matt Johnson does a really good job because 
It doesn't call anyone out. It just kind of is, is welcoming to everyone that's there. And that's the, the great thing about the journey. And that's actually yeah. what got me interested as well. Just, yeah. just that conversational, uh, like you said, just it's like you're having a conversation with someone rather than being preached towards. Or It's definitely at an equal level rather than you're being yeah. preached down yeah. towards rather than... Yeah rather than being judged or anything like yeah. that. So that's uh, that's a really good way of putting it conversational. Is that kind of the way that you prefer to, uh, I guess, there are different ways that you know people speak to God. Yeah. There are different ways that people like read scripture and things like that. So is that what you kind of prefer, the more conversational route? Yeah, I like a little bit more conversational, a little bit more casual instead of, like when you get all formal, I feel like if I mess up, then it's like I'm gonna get punished for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's casual, I feel like I'm just hanging out with friends and yeah. I could do whatever. But like, still you gotta follow those rules that you have with your friends as much as you need to follow the rules that Jesus has set out for us. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So it sounds like you've got a really good foundation as far as your, your faith and uh, you know just getting connected with us and already volunteering with the journey. We'll, we'll get back to that stuff in a little bit because that'll be interesting to talk about. But how did you get started in church? Was there a, uh, a, a first time that st stands out to you where you were in church? Uh, or, or how was it that you got introduced to faith as a whole? Um, so as I'd been going on, friends had been inviting me to churches and they were more like the formal type where I needed to get, like you need to be dressed up. There's mm -hmm. that like actual dress code you need to follow. And being a little bit younger, I didn't really want to do that. I was right. like, oh, you're waking me up early in the morning. I got to get dressed, dressed up. Clothes, and then yeah. I would go to like the youth group stuff and they start asking questions about like, I remember a game where they would say the different chapters in the Bible, like John, and then you'd have to say if that's New Testament, Old Testament. I had mm. no idea. So I'm just there and I'm just kind of following people. And I was very confused because it just didn't stick out to me as like right. something I could do myself. So that like kind of pushed me away because I always felt like, man, I'm gonna get judged if I don't know what's New Testament, what's Old Testament. Whereas then when I started to finally go to Journey, I did not feel pushed out at all. He set out the stuff for me and it led me to go learn my, by myself as well as learn in the service and not get called out for not knowing something. I never felt like I was gonna get called out for something. Yeah. Whereas I was getting called out almost and when I went to like youth group before it just like scared me the whole idea right. of going to church so you didn't have to brush up on your bible trivia right? yeah that, got, that was the main thing I didn't want to I <laughs> had no idea about bible trivia like I knew very little about it so when they started asking me all the trivia questions and playing like hangman to do with yeah bible stories I had no idea what to do I can I can relate a little bit to your story as far as that goes so uh, there, there are a lot more efficient ways to learn about the Bible and, and correct ways to go about it. And I, I definitely think that just kind of setting a, setting a, a maybe a schedule out as far as reading this, and then like I guess they gave you supplements that helped you understand what you were reading and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that seems to be a lot more effective than yeah. trying to name which book was in yeah. which testament. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. So it sounds like you might have had some experiences in your younger years that kind of gave you a bad taste in your mouth as far as going to church right yeah it was just mainly the younger years and then uh i just kind of like left that big gap throughout like my, most of my teenage years where i was just like yeah i'm not gonna go i didn't like what i got to in my younger years mm -hmm. and i had a, the other times that i'd been going i 
would just go to a service with a friend when I stayed over. So it was yeah. just kind of like, I don't really want to be there. I was going through just, the motions yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. So when did things change from kind of going through the motions or, or not being super interested? When was the first time whenever you were like, okay, this is actually something that interests me? Yeah, so I actually told my girlfriend when she invited me, I was like, don't be offended if I don't like want to keep going with it. It was just like, I hadn't had a good experience, so I really didn't expect to have a good experience when I came to Journey. Sure. I was just like, all right, I'll go through the motions a couple of days with you and see how it goes. Yeah. And like I had been going and it just interested me what I was listening to instead of like feeling like I was left out. Uh, the stories that he would tell, he told in a way that I could actually relate to. Mm-hmm. And he always connected it to what's going on in my life, as well as he always relates it to like younger, kind of like middle-aged and older years of like what that kind of relates to. And that really stuck out to me. And then as I had been going, I probably went for a month or two and then I was, he had said something about taking your step into volunteering. Uh, and I felt like that was the next step I should take. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go, go ahead and get into volunteering and started doing children ministry. And it was awesome. Like teaching the kids and relating to them almost taught me way more than I thought I'd ever know about the Bible. I was learning just along with the kids because I hadn't been in church very long. So when they give me lessons, I'm reading before, before, and I'm learning stuff as I'm going. So it really stuck out. And then I've been involved with it ever since and I loved it. I've talked to a couple of different people through this podcast about how they got involved with volunteering, whether it be with guest services or children's ministry. And they also have said the same thing that you've said that in the process of teaching others or helping others, they've learned a lot more uh, than initially they thought they would get out of the experience. So yeah, for sure. what was it like? Cause it seems like it'd be eye opening to say, okay, uh, I'm teaching these kids, but what they don't know is that I'm learning yeah, this I, along with I had them. no idea what I was teaching them. Sometimes I was <laughs> just like, I'm trying to play these games with them and at least get them interested in coming to church. Mm-hmm. Cause like me, I wasn't interested in coming to church when I was younger. So if yeah. I can just play a game with them, even if it's not necessarily related, if I can get them to come to church and enjoy it, then I feel like that's going to set a good standard for them as they start to go to service and Definitely. Yeah. It definitely transitions. And, and yeah. that's, that's the purpose of the ministry. And it's actually great to hear that that's the process and that's how you care about it. We have the right people at the journey for sure in the right places. And so definitely the children's ministry is a, is a tall task. I don't know if I personally <laughs> could handle it. So we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about that whole process, but just to get a little bit more into your story, when would you say you placed your faith in Jesus? Was it recently or was it at some point during your childhood? Uh, it, I would not say it was during my childhood. During my childhood, my parents had always told me like, about Jesus, and it wasn't like we'd go super in-depth, but we'd talk about it, and like around Christmas, we'd talk about it. We'd mm-hmm. usually go to church for Easter or Christmas, and yeah. so I, like, I believed in Jesus. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, how could you not believe in Jesus? And then mm-hmm. as like, I grew and my thoughts started wondering, I was like, is he really, like, I don't know what's really stuck out to me at that point. I was just like, uh, he might, he might not. I don't, I don't right. really know. And then once I started to come into church, Matt put out some really good like things where it just really stuck out to me. I was just like, oh, so these stories like actually happen. There's no way to refute that. You yeah. can refute it a little bit just by saying that was a long time ago. But you're <laughs> like, yeah, it's in this book where a book at that point you could not get paper people didn't read so 
that being there really stuck out to me. I was like, oh, well, that's, of course. Yeah. Matt, Matt does a great job of tying in the history of the Bible into the teachings. And so what you're speaking on is the fact that like people were being prosecuted like for keeping the Bible going, yeah. like for keeping the writings, for, like you said, the paper was hard to, to obtain at that time. You had yeah. to be very wealthy in order to have things like that in order to write it down. Yeah. And so those kind of things helped you kind of build up your faith, right? Yeah, the very like thought, I don't know how to necessarily put it, but it's not just like spiritually, it was more the logic of it. Mm -hmm. Like if he's not real, the people that were following him, they're not going to go out and try to obtain paper. They're not going to try to write all that stuff down. They're yeah. going to just pass it by and call it a day. Yeah. Uh, call it a day. So, and then as I kept going uh, through church, I wanted to take my next step by going into volunteering really enjoyed that and then I was like what's the next step I take into like diving more further into faith and I decided to get baptized about a year or a year and a half into going to church wow. and I was like it really came out to me doing like talking about my baptism why I wanted to be baptized it really stuck out to me and even furthered my faith more so then mm -hmm. so it's just like you continue to make these steps although at the beginning they're really big but as you start going on they're a little bit smaller but every time it feels like you're making a massive leap in your faith and can you can you tell a difference uh between your life before you were baptized and after was there kind of a an aha moment where it seemed like everything clicked yeah i wouldn't say i didn't have like a aha where it clicked it was more like a gradual change mm -hmm. where before like i think about things and the way i treated people was just based on like my morals. Yeah. But then as like I started getting into church, like if I saw something sticking out to me of how I didn't want to treat people, like I could relate that to Jesus and how he lived. And it's, hey, you shouldn't be like that just because of the morals, but because Jesus showed us how to treat others and right. how to treat life. So he really like showed that way of how you need to live your life. And I feel like I'm able to follow it more so now, whereas before I was just kind of living my own way. And I mean, there's you no still, telling how that goes. You still had a moral compass, though, yeah. but maybe kind of connecting that moral compass with scripture and faith that kind of helped you along the way. Yeah, that moral compass changes as you grow, whereas mm -hmm. that moral compass that Jesus showed, that's always there. It's like yeah. the real compass where it's showing the north and the south, whereas your own moral compass is going to be changing. It's like That's you have right. a magnet to the yeah. the compass and it's just going all over it's the place. It's going all over the place. That makes sense. So it's it's sounds like there were a lot of things that kind of, if, if it was a big puzzle, things started to kind of, you know, fit into the puzzle as yeah. you got closer to God and as you started to say, okay, what are some next steps that I can take? Yeah. Were there any shortcomings before you decided to get baptized? Like, were there was there anything in your life where you were frustrated because you kept trying solutions to your issues or, or your feelings and then you kept failing. Was there anything like that? Yeah, I would say I like just tried to read the Bible without really having a guidance to it. I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm just gonna read through the Bible. And it's, that's not the way to it's do tough. it. It's really tough. And so slowly I've been, as I've been going, I've been trying to find a perfect way to read the Bible, mm -hmm. uh, like a better way to just slowly go through the book instead of just trying to read it front to back. I tried to do that before I was even following Jesus because lots of books make 
reference to that. Right. So I was just like trying to read it to be able to understand these references. And if you just read through the Bible, you'll be bored out of your mind because <laughs> you're reading through those some of those where it's just like, how does this relate to anything? Yeah. And then when you read it in a different way, where sometimes you have to go to the New Testament, read John, and then go back to the Old Testament, and then you're reading something else, and it like those relate to each other, and so you have like a very strong puzzle piece that fits in together. Fits in, yeah. So you finally say, okay, this church thing, I, I feel like I belong here at the journey, and you start volunteering, and then you get baptized. So what was your life like after that transformation? Because, of, of course, I, I was asking if you had an aha moment. Not everyone has that, but that gradual change that you felt, how has life been after that, that big change that you, that you had in getting baptized? Yeah, I feel like I have a much stronger direction to go in my life. It's not nearly as just go where I want. I have somebody to follow that's already showed me how to live my life. So I just feel like I have a lot more purpose to what I'm doing. And then as I make big steps in my life, I know who to look to. So I'm not just stuck in my head thinking about, oh, what should I do? I can pray about it, think about it with Jesus. And then it's just like that sets a much bigger like direction to go as far as not having like multiple paths to go. Jesus set out a path for you to follow and it's just a lot more clear cut. And before you, I guess, and, and I'm not saying you specifically, but just in general, before people find that path, I think there are a lot of people that have a, like a feeling of being lost. And yeah, I, I would say I had that a little bit. You just kind of like, like, what are what's, you doing in what's life? What's the purpose? Yeah, you're just kind of like taking the steps along, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. It just feels like you're walking in place. And we've had a, a lot of underlying navigation themes to this conversation. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. getting back to that, the compass that we, you know, you're finally able to kind of use because you had your own, but you felt like maybe it wasn't leading you in the right direction. Yeah. Or at least it was for the most part, but then it, it started to kind of scatter and you didn't yeah. really know what to do. And then you finally get onto the right path and then you have Jesus's compass as well. And so how how is it navigating through life with all of those things at hand? Because now you're equipped with you know, the right direction and you have the scripture that you can base things off of and you know how to read it and navigate it, which is a skill that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. So at your age, it's very impressive to kind of know how to attack and read the scripture. So yeah. what what are some tips or, or how would you describe, you know, figuring that all out at, at a young age? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I know necessarily how to read. I'm still not very like, I need to get into a habit of reading, mm -hmm. which I would say that would make a, another huge step in my life if I make it a habit of reading. Currently, I've been like trying to take like Bible studies and go through them, but I go through and then I get busy and then I make up excuses why I can't mm -hmm. do it. I would say, like you just have to jump into it and really like start reading, uh, find a Bible study that really sticks out to you, read through it, and like actually make that a daily thing. Um, if you're anything like me, a college student, yeah, you read textbooks all the time, and then on your free time, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go read this really old book. Yeah. And that can sometimes be hard to get motivated yeah. to do. So those Bible studies that you're involved in or, or any sort of Bible plan that you have, you're saying yeah. that those things help a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, as a kid, I actually like love reading, but mm -hmm. then as you go through like high school and college, you just have to read these huge textbooks, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't wanna go home and then read now. Yes, I don't. exactly. So it just kinda like kills it for you. You just have to like, take that step, take 15 minutes, 20 mm -hmm. minutes. That's not going to make a big deal. Yeah. Um, and just read through. And I'd, 
that makes a huge difference. It's made a huge difference just a little that I've read to be able to like call back on that. And when I'm making a huge decision, I can be like, all right, John talked about this. Yeah. And so that's really, that's really good. And so you're talking about making huge differences. Uh, and for the most part, those were things that you were in control of, but who were some key people that kind of helped you along the way that made a big difference in your life on your faith journey? I'd say my girlfriend made a huge difference by at least inviting me to church and making me go through that uh, because I don't know if I ever would have gone through it if she yeah. hadn't just sent me a, an invite and been like, hey, just mm -hmm. come on. Uh, then my grandparents had always been uh, like very persistent on me going to church or at least teaching me things from the Bible, not necessarily being like, oh, you need to go to church. They were like, oh, think on this or like... If I had a birthday, my grandma would send me a text message and be like, hey, God's looking out for you, happy birthday. And right. so it's like they always continued to tell me that stuff. Mm -hmm. And although my parents, like, we weren't super religious, they always taught me, like, good morals, and they would bring out, uh, like, some lessons that Jesus would tell and then, like, at least pushing me to go through, like, to church on Easter and Christmas, even though I still didn't want to go to that. Yeah, They still made that push. And I'd say now that they've started coming to Journey as well, uh, they've made huge differences in pushing me to continue growing in my faith, even though they came after me. They're now yeah. pushing me to that's really go farther cool. than I ever thought I could. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you, that, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask was like, was, was your interest in the Journey, you know, bringing other people? Because you're volunteering, I'm assuming as a college student, you've probably invited other people. How has that been to kind of maybe invite others and, and see them maybe along the same track that you were? Yeah, I, I've tried to invite people. Uh, you're not going to get everybody to come. Uh, some people are still going to make up the excuses. Right. But I think if you now we have those videos that you can go back and watch basically a service that we would have, mm -hmm. you can now send them that instead. I think that makes a huge difference. You can just be like, hey, check this out. and Just being accessible. Yeah, yeah and people. I've always encouraged them the same thing you can just fly under the radar you can just come you don't have to sit by me you can sit by yourself you can sit by me or whatever you want to do yeah. it's nobody's gonna like come out and start attacking you you're gonna get set like people are gonna say hello to you they're gonna say welcome and journey right but nobody's gonna like start attacking you about <laughs> following jesus right now and no one's gonna come and say hey what book in, uh, or was john in the new testament yeah, or the Old yeah testament? of course and if you get it wrong you have yeah. to leave there's yeah. nothing like that so. yeah i was just like hey Go ahead and come. We can sit at the back row. We can just listen to it. And, like, he'll have lessons for you, if, yeah. even if you're not following Jesus. If you don't believe in him at all, you can just come, and he'll still have, like, moral lessons for mm -hmm. you that you can learn out of. Right. And so just the the accessibility of the, of the sermons, like you said, and then the way that they're presented, yeah. it's really open to people. And so you've kind of talked about how you invited people, and sometimes people won't come because they make an excuse or they just they can't find the time to do it what would you say to those people that are maybe there might be a couple of people like that that are listening today that are right there on the doorstep but they can't take that next step to go to church or or get involved or even volunteer what would you say to those people uh you really just need to jump in just worst case you can just back right back out of it if you're volunteering you can welcome people and if that's you're just a little confused at why you're doing that. You can just take a step back, try something else. You're not obligated to do it and continue to do it. You can just take those steps 
and you can always just take a step back mm -hmm. if you need to and then jump right back in i just say you need to take that jump and you'll feel a huge difference in your life of like the direction that you're going to go right and that's kind of what you did and, yeah. and, it, and it really worked out yeah. and it's been great to hear your yeah. testimony and your journey and i appreciate you taking the time alex to sit down and share this and yeah, i think course. a lot of people are going to find this beneficial so i appreciate it thank you for listening to this episode of behind my journey if you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.